Welcome to Off the Bounce. This is the NBA podcast that you did not know you needed in your life. I'm your host, Gajan, and as always, I'm joined by Dinks. Hey, hey. And Nissan. Hold on. This is one long episode. It's the part two. Why are you doing the intro again? Listen, just because we had an intermission, I still give it 100 for our fans. So wait, does that mean I get to throw in another fun fact? No. All right, just give it no. to him. Just give it no. to him. Come on, come on. All right, this is a good one. This is a good one, I no. promise. Did you guys know that Madagascar is the fourth largest island in the world? Did you know that maybe you should go to Madagascar and not come back? It's over! It's over, ladies and gentlemen! Wow. Wow, that, that, that was deep, man. That escalated really quick. All right, before this gets emotional, I have some big news for our listeners. We are launching our first contest. At the time of hearing this, it will be live. So go to our Instagram page or Twitter page. Look at our bio or look at our recent posts. You will see a link to our contest. It's very simple, folks. You have five ways to win. And what are you going to win? We're giving away hundreds of dollars of prizes. We're giving away a $100 gift card to Foot Locker House of Hoops. You can use it for anything in Foot Locker, as well as a Google Home Mini. So you can ask it when the All-Star game is happening, who's playing on Christmas Day, what have you. So again, very easy to enter. Go to the link. You will see five ways to enter. You can follow Off The Bounce Pod on Twitter. You can subscribe to the show and leave a review if you were there. I mean, we'd really appreciate it. You can visit Off The Bounce Pod on Instagram. Subscribe to us there. And this is a partnership with myself, Gadget, and my YouTube channel and Instagram channel. So there's two more ways for you guys to enter and up your odds of winning. Again, very easy. Go to the Off The Bounce Pod Instagram or Twitter uh, page. Sorry, I'm a little stuttered because I'm getting very excited right now. Go to the page. There's a link in the bio. There's a link on our recent post and enter and share to win. Increase your odds, folks. Believe me, you don't want to miss out on this. Now that's out of the way, guys. I know that's a lot. I mean, I'm very excited, but we got to talk about something even more important right now. And that is the Western Conference. A lot has gone down. The power has shifted. Teams are getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Let's go through our top eight that we have for the Western Conference. We're going to do it a little bit differently than part one. We'll we'll start from eight and we'll kind of work our way up to one and then kind of dissect our thoughts. So, All right. I like that. I like that. My number eight seed is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Nisa, who you got at number eight? I got the Portland Trailblazers. Ooh, Dinks, what about you? I got the Minnesota Timberwolves, too. Okay, so, Nisa, what makes you think the Blazers are going to make the playoffs? I actually, it was a tough choice between the Timberwolves and the Portland Trailblazers, but I find that what's been going on, you know, this offseason with Jimmy Butler not being happy with his teammates, also, just Tom Thibodeau himself running his players to the ground, you know, throughout the regular season, with, again, like you mentioned, the Western Conference just getting that much stronger. LeBron shifting over it. One team's it, the one team that I, I picked out that's not going to make it is the Timberwolves, and I don't think you know Jimmy Butler is going to be happy there. I think he's going to leave in his free agency next summer, right? I don't think the chemistry will be there. They're not going to have the depth, and even if they did, Tom Thibodeau is not going to play. You know, past six guys, maybe seven guys, maybe. Wow. Well, let me tell you something. You're absolutely wrong. You got to think that Jimmy Butler going into a contract year is going to bring his A game. He's going to go out there and perform and up his stock as much as possible to try and get close to a max deal. 
they still have Carl Anthony Towns, who is, by all accounts, an all-star center. They have, okay, listen, hear me out, Andrew Wiggins, a fleeting talent, but still someone that can stretch the floor a little bit. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping there was some magic during this offseason that Tom Thibodeau can bring out. And you got to believe that between Jeff Teague and Taj Gibson, that this is a team that can solidify at least 48 to 49 wins this season. Dinks, what do you think? Well, based off your point, the Timberwolves won 47 games last year. Yeah. They got the eight seed. Um, these are my, th- this is how I kind of assess this team right now. They ranked fourth in offensive rating. They ranked 23rd in defensive rating. If anything, from his, from his time in, uh, with the Chicago Bulls, Tom Thibodeau has proven that he's a defensive star wart of a coach, right? So I'm hoping that the defense can go a- anywhere but up. We hope that Jimmy Butler was going to improve this defense, but really it didn't do much. They led the league uh, in um, two-pointers, right? They were in the bottom half of the league in like, like three-pointers attempted. So I'm o- hoping that this offense kind of goes up. We can't forget Carl Anthony Towns is 22, Andrew Wiggins is 23. They're still really young, mm-hmm. right? So they can only, the, the, like the floor of this team can only be, is, is high because of, because, of their, because of their top-tier talent, mm-hmm. right? Jimmy Butler should be much healthier than he was last year. Yep. And like their key addition, Anthony Tolliver, he's probably going to add some sort of veteran leadership off the bench. Yep. Where I would go back to is the whole Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler dynamic. Jimmy Butler's usage rate was really high, and that, that showed a significant drop-off in Andrew Wiggins' stats from his year before. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know, second season alongside Jimmy Butler kind of helps Andrew Wiggins. Maybe they can coexist in terms of field goal percentage, in terms of um, defensive efficiency, and maybe in terms of even pace, because yeah. Minnesota was one of the slower teams. Yeah. You know, based on what you said, I'm happy! I think you're right. I think they will make the playoffs, and I think Nissan is wrong here. Moving on, we're going to give them our seventh and sixth seed. So I got the Pelicans and the Lakers at seven and six. Nissan, you got the Spurs Nuggets. Dinks, you got the Blazers Jazz. Now, here's the thing. I don't have the Nuggets on my list at all. Neither do you, Dinks. So, Nissan, why do you believe the Nuggets are going to make it and the Pelicans are not? Well, they locked into Jokic. Mm-hmm. They did sign a veteran in Isaiah Thomas, right? They did give the money back to Gary Harris. Okay. And their guards just got, that's another year under their belt. Right. And I find that this is the year where they're going to flourish. They're going to, you know, they have the chemistry already. They kept the core with what they have. Last season, they only ended with, you know, 46 wins. And again, I think, with Nikola Jokic, he's going to have a breakout season. But, I mean, I, I just think they're going to eke it out over, you know. Over what? Over the Pelicans this wow. season. Because they, they missed out last year. It sounds like you don't even believe in yourself. I do. I, no, this it sounds like be- you don't believe in yourself. <laughs> no. Dinks, tell us why you think the Pelicans are not making the playoffs this year. Why they're not? Yep. You don't have them on just your list. One simple word. Oh, God. Defense. Ooh, defense. They ranked 26th in the league in defense last year. I mean, the Nuggets were an amazing offensive squad, 
They were sixth in the league in offensive rating, right? They're one of the better. They steamrolled the the Blazers, though, and you have the Blazers on your list. Do you think they can't outperform the Blazers in the regular season? I think regular season wise, they're going to be a little bit better, right? Not significantly better. This this is all depending on. Okay, where does Isaiah Thomas fit in with Gary Harris and Jamal Murray? Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray's twenty one. Gary Harris is what I think twenty three or twenty four. They're both young. Very young. Very young. And they performed amazing offensively. Just defensively, they couldn't get it together. What, do, what does Isaiah Thomas do to help that defensively? Nothing, right? If anything, he drops them off even more because his, his usage rate is going to be so high, whether or not they want that for him, that he's going to probably cause some sort of kink in that offense. And we're probably going to see a drop off of the, of the Nuggets. Also... The front court logjam is gone, but Paul Millsap did miss 44 games last year. So, how does he kind of I mean, get him that being, one full season? Does he get that one yeah. full season with Jokic? I think him being healthy alongside Jokic will make a big difference. I mean, they you they could they could make the playoffs, but I've counted the Denver Nuggets in to make the, at least eke into the playoffs somehow. You're right, though. I think defense will be a question, but I mean, if they can outscore the other team. Hold on, hold on. Um, we're actually getting a live caller. Hold on one second. Oh, it's Kevin Durant. Hey, blog boys. You guys just, just you don't, you just don't know what's going on right now, guys. Seriously. <laughs> oh, really, Buster Domus? Uh, don't doubt Buster Domus, okay? If anything, you should have learned from last season is you never doubt Buster Domus. Enlighten us a little bit, please. Give me some nuggets of wisdom right now. The Nuggets are not making the playoffs. They're too young. They don't have a core. And let me ask you something. Exactly how many hips does Isaiah Thomas have? One. Zero. <laughs> he ain't got no hips. And that ain't a lie. Shakira, Shakira. Let me tell you something. The Nuggets are not making the playoffs. The Pelicans are. Their ability to actually facilitate ball movement through Anthony Davis, his sheer willpower to prove that this team can make it, that they didn't need Boogie Cousins half the year, and they steamrolled. The Portland Trailblazers, who were once hyped as one of the top three backcourts in the league. Uh uh-uh. uh. I think Kevin Durant just killed CJ McCollum on his podcast. And I think that's going to rip apart the threads that hold the Portland Trailblazers together. And they're not making the playoffs. We're going to move on. I had the Lakers at number six. I'm going to give you the next two. So I had the Spurs Jazz as five and four. Nissan, you had the Thunder Lakers at number four. And Dinks, you had Spurs Lakers five and four. Okay, so pretty similar here. But both of you have ranked the Lakers higher than I did. I have them as a six seed. You guys have them both as a four seed. So tell me, Dinks, <laughs> while I hold in my laugh here, why you think the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be a top four team in the West? Well, if you can think Donovan... Spider D. Mitchell is going to be the fourth seed in the Western Conference. Why can't I think that LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be the fourth seed? Did I mention LeBron James? LeBron James. Did I mention LeBron James? Hold on. Did you mention three-time champion LeBron James? Did I mention LeBron James? Hold on. Did you mention barbecue chicken alert? Did you mention the LeBron James that took the the nobody Cavaliers to the finals last season? Did I mention LeBron James? Okay, guys, guys, guys. I went from taking two pills to taking seven. Like, this is a very taxing show to do, you know, week after week. But just get to the point. We've got LeBron James. We've got 
Durag Lance, we got we got, you know, recently recently free of Shaqton the Fool, Javel McGee. We got Rajan Rondo. We got Lonzo Ball. Zeus Zeus told us. Zeus told us. Zeus from the heavens told us that LeBron James was coming to LA. No, that was my voice. That was that was me telling you that for over a year now. That was me. That was not Zeus. So you're Zeus and you told LeVar Ball? Uh maybe. I, why this is why I got the Los Angeles Lakers at 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 the fourth seed, right? The twenty seven in twenty seventeen, like the previous season, mm-hmm. they won thirty five games. Yep, right. They lost forty seven. They won thirty five. This is without LeBron James. I'm pretty sure LeBron James is gonna add a good twenty or some some odd wins. You to think the team. LeBron James is gonna add twenty wins to that team? Um, the season before the Cavalier, uh, the season before LeBron James returned to the Cavaliers, they won twenty three games. And the season that he came back, they were a 50-win team. You got to keep in mind, he's also moving to a team that had that ended with a much better defensive rating than the Cavaliers did with LeBron James. So you yeah. add LeBron James, your defensive rating is not going down this from is, there. This is what happens. No, it could go down. No, it could go down. So oh, you're saying please. adding the best player in the league right now is going to cost your defense. Yeah, because he's been on teams that have historically terrible defenses. And his offense is what's carried the team. Look at the Cavaliers last year. What was their defensive rating? But I'm telling you, the Lakers have a better defense. They had a better defense last year than the Cavs And what I'm telling you, that it is completely possible for their defensive rating, for them, again, their defensive prowess to go down with the addition of LeBron James, Rajon Rondo, and Lance Stevenson. So explain to me this. You're going to get me me emotional. No, no. no. So explain to me this. What does... The Utah, what does the Utah Jazz have to put them on the fourth seed and that the Lakers don't? Exactly. No, their ability to play as a team, their experience in the playoffs, they have a system that works for them and one of the best home court advantages in the league, which will allow them to secure at least 52 to 53 wins. So you think that Utah's home court advantage is going to, one is of the going factors. to be better than... What? The Los Angeles Lakers home court advantage that they will now have with LeBron James on that squad. I, I don't know if you know the elevation in Utah. It's not an easy place to play in. It's right? not. But you got to keep this in mind. Between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and a healthy Ricky Rubio, they actually have a better system in place to win more than 50 wins than the Los Angeles Lakers. I will tell you that right now. Because for him to come in, LeBron James, to add 20 wins to that team is an insurmountable challenge. And that will not happen. I, I imagine him adding maybe 15 to 18 wins to that team. But that's still enough to get you to 50. 15 wins on top of 35 wins gets you to 50 wins. That gives you around the fourth. Best season. case scenario. Best case scenario. But I'm telling you that the Jazz are going to perform better than that. A 50-win team would be third in the Western Conference because the Blazers last year were a 49-win team and they were ranked. They were third. I'm pretty sure some of the wins that went to the, th- went to the Thunder, went to the Jazz. You know what? Even the Pelicans. You're right. You're actually right. They're not going to get 50 wins. They're not going to get 50 wins. I think they're going to finish with 46 to 47 wins. I still think the Jazz are going to outperform the Lakers. I don't see it happening. The only don't I don't see it happening. One because you're right. They do the Utah Jazz. They do have a very very amazing fan base. But there are teams in this league, 
and there's a fan base like fan bases in this I'm league not talking where about just the fan base i'm just talking about where they are physically located yeah to you get gotta, in and out of utah that is that is true. it is a that taxing is thing for teams i understand that but you and you guys realize, gotta respect that you gotta realize though please put some respect put some on respect utah on utah i respect utah but the thing is last year they weren't you know projected to make the playoffs they were projected to get past the first round and they did they had a cinderella season you know donovan mitchell broke out yeah and, and what happens when they have a healthy Rudy Gobert for the entirety of that season? And they, they'll be better. They'll be much, much better. What happens better. when they have a Ricky Rubio that's actually in the lineup toward the end of the season? They'll be better. But what happens you when cannot, you have Spider Mitchell? You cannot count out With the a year of experience under his belt and a full of offseason. You can't count out the best player in the league right now, LeBron James. You know what the Lakers don't have? They don't have Kyrie! They don't that's enough. Kyrie. And that's enough. Let's move on to the top three. I will go through our top three for the West. I have the Warriors, number one, Rockets, number two, Thunder, number three. Nissan, you got the Warriors, number one, Rockets, number two, Jazz, number three. So as you were knocking the Jazz, you still have them <laughs> higher than the Lakers. I don't know why you're talking so much smack here. And then, Dinks, you got the Rockets, number one, Warriors, number two, Thunder, number three. So real quick, let's explain why we think the Thunder are going to be a three seed. Uh, Dinks, I'll let you kind of start that off, and then we'll talk about why we have the Warriors and you have the Rockets. So, Dinks, lead us off. Why do you think the Thunder are going to be a top three team this season? Well, for starters, Andre Robertson's health is going to, him being healthy, is going to really improve them defensively. Paul George, the newly committed Paul George, is going to be more engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, Then lastly, just Carmelo Anthony leaving. Mm-hmm. Huge departure for Count Carmel Anthony. Yep. We've known, we've seen when Paul George is engaged on the offensive end, he's engaged on the de- on he's equally engaged on the defensive end, right? Yeah. Like like the like trading Anthony might be it's what I what I call addition by subtraction, mm-hmm. right? Because then a healthy Robertson is a huge boost for the Thunder defense. Yep. You'll see Russell Westbrook being able to like kind of break out more and push the tempo on the floor. Yep. Um. Essentially, you could go a super small ball mm-hmm. and not and uh, and have your two best players, Paul George and Russell Westbrook, be the highest usage players. So that means Paul George is going to be less of a catch and shoot. He's going to be able to create his own shot, much like how Kevin Durant was doing. And I feel like that dynamic will help them coexist. And I I, I can easily see them kind of playing a lot better than they did. And they season. have a wonderful addition of Dennis. Schroeder. Who are you? Dennis Schroeder. Who are you? Dennis Schroeder of the Atlanta Hawks. And he's been unhappy in Atlanta. And I think the ability to go to the West, play in a more elite conference under the tutelage of uh, Russell Westbrook and Paul George and even Steven Adams, who really brings that veteran presence there. I think he's going to flourish. And I think if that team can move the ball through him and allow Russell Westbrook to play a little bit more off the ball, off the bounce, as some would say. Off the bounce. Ooh. Oh. I think, and this is why I just made an audible decision of the Thunder being the number two seed in the West and the Rockets being a number three seed. I think Carmelo going to the Rockets, them losing Trevor Ariza. I don't want to knock them defensively, but I think P.J. Tucker is not exactly getting healthier. I think a combination of those factors, Balsadam is talking right now. Balsadam is, you know, reading the tea leaves here. I think that's why the Rockets fall to a number three seed in the West. 
You said that Dennis Schroeder is going to help them. Who? Dennis Schroeder. Who? Dennis Schroeder. Yes. So here's how I saw it. I saw it as Dennis Schroeder kind of slotting in into that sixth man role. You think he's going to be the sixth man? I think Dennis Schroeder is going to be the backup point guard to Russell Westbrook because they already have a shooting guard in Andre Roberson who can start. And they have a small forward slash shooting guard in Paul So George. you don't think that they'd go with a lineup of Russell and Dennis in the backcourt with Paul George, Andre Roberson, and Steven Adams? I could see that maybe closing out games. I could see that lineup during the game. I don't see that as a starting lineup because I think that Dennis Shorter... So who? Nerlens Noel? No, I say I think it's going to be Russell Westbrook. I think yeah. it's going to be Andre Roberson. Yeah. I think it's going to be Paul George. Yeah. I think it's going to either be Jeremy Grant or Patrick Patterson. And wow. Along with Steven Adams. Hold on, hold on. Don't even mention Patrick Patterson. He had an offseason. I'd rather put Nerlens Noel in there. Yeah, something like that. But I see Dennis Schroeder being that I don't kind think of you, what they were I don't hoping think you Reggie trade. Jackson. I don't think you trade for him and put him on the bench. I think, I think you do because that's he has the ball in his hands. He will play well against second units, mm-hmm. and he will score. because But the question is, does he want to play against second units? He was a starting point guard for Atlanta. Do you, does he want to drop down back to that you know, six-man coming off the bench role? I, th- I think he has no choice right? because the, he's not going to be able to coexist at the same time to start games with Russell Westbrook because as much as you don't like Russell Westbrook, I never Russell said I don't Westbrook like him. Is wow. the better player? That's some bold accusations on this show, right? I never now. said I don't sure. like him. Some players just, you know, they don't play well with him. Anyway, let's move on. Nissan, can you tell us why Dinks felt compelled to say that the Rockets, with the addition of Carmelo Anthony and the removal of Trevor Ariza, were going to be a number one scene? Can you tell us what, what I, he was thinking? I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he was drinking or inhaling. Ooh. Um, are you crazy? Are the you more crazy? I say it, the less I like it. Yeah. The Rockets' number one seed. Do we, do we even give him a chance to have an audible here? No. I want you to tell us what he was thinking and then tell us why you believe the Warriors are going to be the number one seed. Listen, he, ain't, he, wasn't, he clearly wasn't thinking straight. Mm. He was definitely not thinking straight. But the Warriors... Listen, they just added DeMarcus Cousins. And I know he's not coming back until, you know, midway through the season. But they don't even need him. They didn't need him in the first place. They don't even need him for the season. They still have Kevin Durant. They have Steph Curry. They have Clay Thompson. Draymond Green. They're the reigning champs. To tell me that they're not going to secure the first seed. And I think they realize, you know, in the playoffs that they had a chance of losing against the Rockets. You know? The basketball gods, you know, blessed the Warriors and, you know, had CP3 out. Who knows if what would happen if CP3 was in that game. But I think they, they kind of value that number one seed now and that they're going to secure that number one seed. Whether, whether they have Boogie Cousins or not. Yeah, I mean, even without Boogie Cousins coming off that season that happened last year, I think this year they're really in sort of that let's solidify this dynasty argument. Let's actually go ahead and push this to the limit. And then, you know, next year, the chips may fall where it may, and people will go to maybe a different team. You might see a Clay, you might see a Durant actually, you know, leave ship after this. You know, a solid five-year run that's capped off with a fourth championship between Steph, Draymond, and Clay, winning one for Boogie, that whole storyline there. I think that's why they're going to come here, assert their dominance, and exit stage left, and people might go on their ways where you might see Clay and or Durant 
even possibly joining the Lakers. And I think that's really going to fuel them. And you got to believe four All-Stars. They have not one, not two, not three, four All-Stars. And they just have a fifth All-Star that's probably due to come back, oh, I don't know, around after the All-Star break, just in time to really make a run and establish dominance going into the playoffs. And for you dinks to come in and say that they are going to be a number two seed to the Rockets who added poison himself, Carmelo Anthony? Who refuses to come off the bench? I'll give you two minutes to explain what you're thinking. I think you guys forgot the 73-9 and team that went to the NBA Finals and lost. How dare you bring that up again? The Warriors asserted their dominance that season, made them, brought them into the conversation of greatest team of all time, and they lost. And later they... They, if not Steph Curry, spoke for the entire team and said, yeah, we were tired, but we really wanted that 73 win. And last season, we saw a kind of Warriors who would turn on the gas when they were pushed, but really kind of just coast through the season. And I think we're going to see that same Warriors squad because sheer talent-wise, the Warriors are going to give you 50-plus wins. I don't think that they're going to... They're going to be the first seed because they're not gunning for that. They're just gunning for home court advantage. I think the Rockets want home court advantage because they know we need to be in that same situation if we face the Warriors in the conference finals. We need that game seven at home. Yes, we understand that we've lost. That's enough out of you, Nissan. I'll finish it off. They lost Trevor Ariza. They lost, they lost Luka Mabute. And they added Carmelo Anthony. It's not going to help them. Who is going to defend Kevin Durant? I can't believe I had to use the foghorn effect, but I felt like I just had to stop you there. You talk Listen, crazy they're, it's not happening. It's, they're not going to get to a game seven again. It's, it, All right. How about this? If you believe that the Houston Rockets are going to be the number one seed this upcoming NBA season, tweet, us, tweet at us, Off the Bounce Pod, or just send us a, a leave a comment on Instagram on our latest post where we talk about this episode at Off the Bounce Pod. You're crazy, Dinks. You're crazy. You, you weren't thinking when you made this. No, you I was mad. I was not mad. <laughs> I feel like halfway through the season, when the Rockets are really uh, struggling to be a third or fourth seed, Dinks is going to just be sitting there with his Pinot Noir. Well, this is going to hurt like a mother. <laughs> just regretting coming in to record the show. You know what? We'll talk then. All right. We'll all right. talk then. We'll talk. Thank you all for listening. Again, we have an amazing contest for you guys to participate in. Hundreds of dollars in prizes up for grabs. So easy. Go to our Instagram page or our Twitter page at Off The Bounce Pod. Click the link for all the details. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Peace, peace. See ya, folks.